Episode two of the Love Local Music Podcast here in uh, somewhat sunny Ottawa. <laughs> yeah, it's so better than it was. Yes, so it's better true. than it was. It's true. Better than last month. And uh, and you are here with Nick Ives Allison. I'm the general manager of the Ottawa Music Industry Coalition, and my co-host Joel Elliott of Jumpin' Joel Flash of the Magic Machine. Hello. <laughs> How's it going, Joel? It's going absolutely great. I love that spring's here and people are out and about. I mean, they're, they're wearing big coats, but, you know, the weird uh, hibernation is almost over. Absolutely. You can even run outside now. I mean, the only problem is the last couple of days are a little bit gray. A little gray. A little gray. But, hey, that's better than uh, looking at the ceiling of your house, right? It's absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> hiding. Hiding. All right. No good. So, we have a lot of, a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, a lot's been going on uh, since we've, uh, since we've done our last episode, lots to talk about. Yeah. So do you want to kick things off by kind of recapping the last couple months in the local music scene? Um, there was a lot that went down. Actually, a, a megaphono uh, happened. That was early February, was it not, as I recall? 8th to 10th, I think. 8th to 10th, yeah. And I went to everything. It was amazing. Uh, I'm a bit of a conference geek, so... Um, just a conference geek? <laughs> just like a regular geek? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm a many geek, many geek. Uh, many geeky things in my life. But uh, I loved all the sessions. Uh, Megafono, uh, for those who don't know, um, is a music industry uh, conference here in Ottawa. Um, I think it's, how many years has it now been out? It was third? Third, fourth? third or fourth. Um, it, it was incredible. There was a, a number of panel sessions um, with speakers from industry, like, uh, you know, from all over the place, Mexico, Brazil, uh, a lot from the US. Uh, I met a dude from Iceland. Um, uh, as well as individual speaker sessions where you rolled in and you got like, I think it was four minutes with each of these industry professionals. And these are people who are like A&R professionals, they own record companies. Um, I met the dude who started the Polaris Music Prize. And I sat down, well, I sat down, I was like, oh, hey, hey, I'm Joel, what do you do? Oh my God, <laughs> you do a great thing for this country. He was really happy about that. But like, this is the type of caliber of people that I was able for three days to just hang around and mingle with. I've, I've never had that type of experience. And uh, I, I can't wait for next year, basically. It was wonderful. Yeah, I mean, obviously my perspective on Megaphone is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. We were, Omic was organizing a bunch of events around Megaphone or connected to Megaphono. So, for example, we launched the results of the Auto Music Survey mm -hmm. at the Synesty Showcase at the National Arts Center. And we also held, co-hosted the Maker Fair through the independent music business series that was at uh, Capital Rehearsal Studios. And uh, we sponsored one of the, the speed meeting sessions you were just talking about. And uh, just generally trying to see as much awesome live local music as possible across all of the very many venues that were involved, both in Ottawa and Hull. That's a, that's a nice segue, too, because like that's the other great part of Megaphono is they book a crazy amount of shows, like... Uh, I think a few days beforehand, or is it just during the three days that Megaphono is going on? It's just during the three days mm -hmm. Megaphono is going on. So they cram in 
an, way, not way too many, just enough amazing music and, and a bunch of venues in town. And the whole point is to get everybody excited, everybody playing, and to have these uh, industry players from all over the world, literally all over the world, in and seeing the amazing talent that Ottawa has to offer. I thought it was wonderful. It was wonderful. Yeah, and we have so much amazing talent. We've had some uh, some big notable local successes as well lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, congratulations to Elijah Woods and Jamie Fine on their first gold record for the single yeah. Ain't Easy. Amazing. Um, they were featured on The Launch, which was a television series on CTV profiling young artists. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have two Juno winners from Ottawa. Hmm. So a huge congratulations to a tribe called Red, which won group of the year at this year's Junos. Mm-hmm. And deserved, yeah. Yeah, very well deserved. Awesome last album. Looking forward to the next the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Monk Junk. Yeah. Looking stalwarts. <laughs> they won Best Blues. Awesome. Yeah, so congratulations, Monkey Junk. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. That's super fun. Actually, I'll tell a quick tale uh, that I told Nick before we get started here. Uh, the last time uh, the Junos were here in Ottawa, I was in Irene's, and Monkey Junk won a Juno, and they showed up to Irene's, and I swear you could have lit the room with the smiles on their face. It was just awesome and wonderful, and uh, I love to see local folks getting some uh, national love for the talent that they have. It's great. And so we're going to play a little bit of Monkey Junk right now as we transition into our next segment. So please enjoy this track. Time to roll. Wide open spaces seem hard to find. Late nights and city lights got a hold of my mind. Cause when I get the feeling to go downtown when i get that feeling i gotta burn it down when i get that feeling i can't stick around for too You know, new music isn't uh, just what Ottawa has uh, up for offer. You know, Ottawa's been creating all kinds of fantastic art for years and years and years. It's true. I went way back and I found something I'm sure you guys are, you know, there's still pretty much a staple around town. I mean, they play a lot. Uh, but the five-man electrical band, they're still here in town where they formed 55 years ago in 1963. Wow. They started as the Staccatos. I looked all this up on Wikipedia. I'm not <laughs> I'm not an encyclopedia of Ottawa music knowledge, but it's true. They started um, as the Staccatos in 1963, and then the next year, um, Les Emerson, who is a well-known name around here, um, plays stages, uh, does a lot of charity work, does a lot of things. He joined the band in 1964 um, and went on to become pretty much their principal songwriter, uh, hit, writing all the hits, including... Um, their biggest hit, I'm sure everybody's heard, signs, signs everywhere, those signs. Why don't we hear a bit of it? And the signs said, long-haired, freaky people need not apply. So I took my hair up under my hat, and I went in to ask him why. 
anyway, so Signs was a was a was a pretty big hit. I mean, not at first though. I took a look and it said here that uh, you know they released it out there into the world, um, and it wasn't until it was re-released as a as a single with Signs uh, and the other song switched around that it actually caught on everywhere. It actually hit number four in Canada, number three on the Billboard Hot 100, and our friends down south in Australia had it up at number one for two whole months. Science is a song that everybody knows, of course, uh, Tesla covered it, uh, and Fatboy Slim even sampled it for a track called Don't Let the Man Get You Down, which I've not heard, but I've heard of Fatboy Slim, so pretty neat. Um, this is also another fun fact about uh, the Five Man Electrical Band. They released an album in 1967, and this was their first recording from what I can tell, which was one half of the album was Five Man Electrical Band stuff, um, and then the other half was the Guess Who, who I believe were from Winnipeg, our good friends Burton and uh, uh, what other faces? Bachman. Bachman. Bernie Bachman. Bachman. That's it. He's a famous guy too. <laughs> <laughs> Not as famous as the Five Man Electrical Band. No, that's absolutely true. Absolutely true. Now, here, check this out too. Um, Signs isn't the only song that you'll probably know. I also like uh, Absolutely Right, which was a pretty big hit as well, as well as this song called Werewolf. And for years, I didn't even know that this was a five-man electrical band song. I just, I'd heard it and I loved it. Um, and it's, it's about exactly what the name suggests. The chorus is way too much fun. And why don't we hear a little bit of Werewolf right here? But mama said, no, something real strange about my village. Farmer down the road said he lost a few of his sheep last night. I know he's my own flesh and blood, but he makes my blood run chill. Cause I saw him from my window and he was on the hill just screaming at the Les Emerson, as I said, is still doing his thing around town, but the Five Man Electrical Band hasn't been doing its thing straight through from 63 to now. Uh, they broke up um, in the mid-70s after recording a couple more albums uh, and getting some more hits. Uh, I think it was 75 that they broke up. And then in 86, they were uh, reunited for a few shows and continued to play around and sometimes tour. I'm not sure about that. Sometimes tour. But the coolest thing, and uh, I didn't realize this so in um, I'm not sure when it was it was a few years ago they re-released Science and they all went into the studio and put together a star-studded version of it with the words reworked to um, to get people moving on climate change right so we're seeing the signs of climate change as opposed to just signs of oppression around uh, but you know it included a lot of local uh, folks that people know like uh, Wes Reed who actually I think plays with them uh, occasionally, I went to high school with Wes. Actually, he used to be in a band called In Season. Shout out to you, Wes. Rebecca Noel, who plays with Commotions and the Peptides, and has a voice that goes straight into outer space. Susie McNeil, Lou DeMillo, Wayne Ronstadt. Ooh. Oh yes, absolutely uh, was on it. But check this out. They also had Lawrence Gowan from Styx, uh, Rich Dodson from the Tam Stampeders, and the one I'm 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 mostly excited about, Peter Fredette, who plays, of course, with Kim Mitchell. Um, I don't know if you've seen the All We Are music video uh, from the 80s, but I encourage you to do so. Peter Fredette's outfit, hairdo, 
everything. It's just absolutely perfect in that video. Peter for dead, everybody. Um, so th that's the Five Man Electrical Band. I encourage you to go to their website. It, that in itself is a bit of a blast from the past. Uh, not to call you guys out, but they do autoplay the songs on every every page, and it looks kind of like a GeoCities kind of thing. But don't let that stop you from checking out this fantastic musical from right here. And So thank you very much, Joel, for that blast from the past mm -hmm. with a five-man electrical band. Uh, next up in this segment, we're going to be talking a little bit about the podcast or the playlist, sorry, mm -hmm. that is dropping uh, at the same time as this podcast. And this month we are focused on Capital Jazz. So one of the cool things that I love about the jazz scene in Ottawa is just the way in which our jazz artists tend to take some really interesting, innovative looks at jazz and experiment along the lines of jazz and other forms of music. So for example, one of our, our best known local bands is the Soul Jazz Orchestra, which you know, they're as much a soul band and a funk band and just a general awesome, fun, good times band as they are a traditional jazz band. So they released a awesome album called Under Burning Skies last year, late last year. So we're going to hear uh, a little bit of Oublier pour un jour. jazz artist who's you know, a really big name in the jazz community is Peter Kankura. Mm -hmm. uh, so a fun fact is that he can be heard uh, on the new Jeremy Fisher album, Jeremy Fisher Jr. Mm -hmm. So in addition to recording his own music, he still finds the time to help out some other amazing local artists. And uh, so we're just going to hear a little bit from his 2013 album, Down Home. This is a tiny bit of Annabelle's Waltz. Mm -hmm. 
And that was Peter Cancara. Of course, this is just a taste of Ottawa's jazz scene. Um, I encourage you to look at the TD Ottawa Jazz Fest lineup for this year. There are so many local artists that are playing, um, including you know, the always amazing Kelly Lee Evans, mm-hmm. who definitely straddles the line between jazz and soul. Uh, and we're going to listen to a little bit of her song, Hands Up, in just a second. But uh, I did have the pleasure of seeing Kelly Lee uh, present at this month's Creative Mornings. Mm-hmm. She was talking about courage and how to, uh, you know, how to find courage and, and get comfortable with yourself. And it was a really great talk. So I encourage you to check out Creative Mornings if you're looking for some inspiration on a monthly basis. And uh, and here's a little bit of Kelly Lee Evans herself singing. Seems every time I'm playing, I'm winning. I know it's not only me. Keep coming and all is as it should be Such a funny feeling knowing not hoping I'm taking everything I see And I can handle what you're dealing Keep feeling I'm living through you for me So who do you want me to be? Kelly Lee. Um, And if you are looking for the Capital Jazz playlist or any other one of our many Ottawa 100% local playlists, you can find them at lovelocalmusic.ca slash playlists. And they're all there for your listening pleasure. Fantastic news for Ottawa's music community this week. The Ottawa Music Strategy was approved by the Finance and Economic Development Committee of Ottawa City Council. This is the last step before it goes to City Council for approval on April 11th, and that there was unanimous support behind the strategy indicates just how strong the support is for the music industry in Ottawa. Um, This is great news on a lot of fronts for us. It represents another big step forward as Ottawa looks to become a a national and internationally recognized music city um, by putting us on, you know, on an even keel with those other cities like London and Toronto that have music strategies. Um, It also, you know, makes a lot of recommendations around uh, continuing the kind of collaborative and cooperative relationships that were fostered during the strategy development process between the music industry and a whole range of city departments, including economic development and long-term planning, uh, bylaw and regulatory services, you know, the public library, cultural services, all of these different city departments that are working together to do some really cool stuff in the music space, but often have trouble getting the word out about it or having trouble making the connection to the music industry. Uh, so, this is this is big news for us. It's something that the Ottawa Music Industry Coalition has been working on for the last year. And uh, you know, we had lead consultants from Spruce Creative and Face Value Communications uh, working with us to develop the strategy. And uh, But it 
wouldn't have been possible. None of it would have been possible without the tremendous support, insight, and feedback that we've received from the music community. So the recommendations came out of a extensive consultation process that occurred over the summer. A task force, a 15-person task force was appointed and of music industry and business leaders, uh, community leaders with an interest in music. Um, they came together, they developed the vision for the strategy, and then once we had a series of 10 focus groups, you know, a survey, they took the feedback from that wider community consultation and funneled it into the, the recommendations that we see in the strategy. So, you know, I think the recommendations are probably the part that most people are interested in. They include things like having someone within the city that can act as a liaison to the music industry. They can kind of connect all the different city departments to the music industry, you know, a one-stop shop for those that are interested in learning more about what the city has to offer and for connecting back to us. You know, we see this working well in Toronto and London, and it's become something of a best practice for a lot of music cities. But just as importantly are the things that aren't big ticket items. So there's recommendations around uh, helping cut some red tape for those that are looking to start music businesses, those that are running music businesses, you know, little measures of support like musician loading zones outside of venues, because, you know, I don't think anyone that's played music in Ottawa doesn't know the struggle of having to trying to find a spot in the market or on Elgin Street and having to lug your gear in the winter through, you know, five or six blocks of snow. It's can be really challenging uh, and loading zones would make it a lot easier for musicians that are, you know, trying to carry their drum kits in and out or backline or PAs. You know, there's recommendations around, uh, you know, highlighting some of the work that the library is doing for local music and uh, the work that community arts and social engagement is doing with the DIY audio tech workshop for women that we partner with them to deliver. Increasing diversity, uh, improving the safety of our music spaces, having a community that's more inclusive and representative of the community as a whole. Um, all of those sorts of things are really, really important as we want to develop and grow our brand as a music city. And, you know, another one of the recommendations is working with Ottawa Tourism to bring music into the city's brand. So all of these things are really, really, they're, they might seem like small steps now, but they have a big impact over time. And one of the key people in the whole strategy development process was Quendake Efense, a cultural development officer for the city of Ottawa. He's currently on sabbatical in London, studying architecture uh, and urban planning. And uh, he's also DJ Mimetic and runs Timecode. So to celebrate uh, his, you know, his contribution to the music strategy and to the growth of Ottawa's music community, we're just going to play a little...
Oh, hey. So uh, now we'd like to talk about alternate venues. And this is a topic of conversation I'm having with a lot of people. Musicians, uh, venue owners themselves, uh, and people who go to see uh, and take in shows um, on a regular basis. Alternate venues are on everybody's mind, and there's a number of reasons for it. I think three big ones, uh, and I'll, I'll talk about them in a little bit. Like, uh, But one, legalization of marijuana. That's going to have a big effect on venues uh, and uh, alcohol sales. Um, people wanting earlier shows. So I think this is just a trend of people having kids now, or, you know, they might live a little bit out of the course, so they're going to want something that that's not going to take up all their time. Uh, or, you know, let's say, uh, keep them up until 2 a.m. on a weeknight. Right. Um, and then finally, the train. That's going to change things, isn't it? What yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm already excited about it. I'm really excited about it. First, though, let's talk about a couple of alternate venues that I've seen as of recently. I went to see a show at the Great Whale. Uh, I think this was last year. Went to see the Rambling Valley Band there. Um, it's a barber shop in Wellington West, and it was wonderful, you know? Um, there was no alcohol to be had. Uh, you could probably fit about 20 people in there, but uh, the atmosphere was wonderful. And for a small, uh, a smaller band, well, the Rambling Valley Band's a big band, but like for a smaller band, why not a venue such as a barbershop? Why not a venue like the small corner store and play in the afternoon? Um, I've also been to see a show uh, at the Record Center, as I'm sure a number of you have. It's a store. It's not a bar. It's not a cafe. It's not a venue. It's a store. And people there to see the show are standing in between the record aisles and or dodging people who are there just to shop. I think that is lots of fun. And there's no reason that we can't all you know, get behind something like that. But the big thing that I thought was super fun was this show I saw. Uh, it was a record release of Ginny. And this is, uh, oh, this is a super group, I guess you could call it, of a number of people from uh, Bonnie Doon, um, from Plumtree, from Area Resident. They got together and they put together this alt-country act, which was super fun. But the venue was wild. It was a bar, yeah, but it was at this place called the Concord Motel on Montreal Road. And it was in the basement and it looked exactly like every small town Quebec bar anywhere. It was wild. It was huge. There was lights. The people were there and they filled the place. And I suspect that it's not been known as a venue, despite the perfect size, perfect acoustics and everything, just because it's too far down Montreal Road. But that's a nice segue into my next point. It's the legalization of pot. See, when you start thinking about venues um, and, you, and you think about them for music first, rather than I gotta have a place where people are gonna be able to buy booze in order to play. Your options really open up. And when pot is legalized, make no mistake, um, we're gonna see a change in people's behavior, right? We're gonna see a lot of people, obviously, you know, some people aren't just gonna change their behavior at all. They'll still go to the shows and still buy the same amount of booze that they always have. But there's gonna be a, a subset of the population who were buying alcohol before that aren't doing it anymore. Or, or they're buying less of it. And venues are going to start seeing a drop in sales. They're going to start feeling the pinch. And then we as musicians and music lovers um, are going to see changes at those venues themselves. What do you think they might be, Nick? Snacks. <laughs>
What's going on, Alex? <laughs> Snacks. No, not... Cheesies? Cheesies. Cheesies. Yes. I mean, well, you could find cheesies at any bar as well. But yeah, snacks. Yeah. What it is, is a diver- what, what you're going to see is venues kind of um, diversify um, their options, I think. Um, there's a couple of ways that they might be able to make up the lost revenue. I mean, they could uh, raise door prices, for example, or they could raise booze prices. But these are short-term solutions, right? That's not going to keep people coming back. It's going to turn people off. Um and it's just going to exacerbate the problem. Here's what I think smart venues would like to do um, when pot is legalized. Cater to your audience. Snacks, we laugh, ha ha ha. But if you're going to have a whole subset of music lovers in your venue who are buying either no or less booze, what exactly do you have on tap for them? Right? I'm going to do a shout out to Backdrop. Uh, I don't drink at all, uh, and I haven't for a long time. Backdrop Food and Drink, it's on Metcalf. It's a fun venue, it's a small venue, but they offer um, non-alcoholic mocktails. And these aren't just juice poured into a glass. They take the time to create a lovely mixed drink with no booze in it at all uh, that I'm willing to pay seven, eight bucks for. So they're still making a margin. They're still, you know, um, making bar sales. Um, But they're catering to an audience that they, you know, wouldn't be, would have been uh, the focus for bars in the past. Right? Um, I'm going to toss it a free idea to you, venues. Caffeinated mocktails. If you take the time to create some drinks, you know, like create your own recipes, come up with your own names, toss in a shot of taurine, all of a sudden you've got a drink that you can offer to people that are there to see a show, maybe want to stay awake, but not all night. And as well, they don't want to drink alcohol. Free idea just for you from Joel. Patent pending. <laughs> Patent pending. But the idea is like, this is what I think we're going to be seeing going forward. With legalized pot, we're going to be seeing a lot less booze sales. So, venues, what are you going to do to cater to people? People still want to see music. Well, I think another important thing to consider as well is that as our city grows and becomes more diverse, there's just going to be huge parts of the population that just don't drink. Mm-hmm. And I think even within you know the stereotypical kind of regular music culture, there's more and more people that don't drink all the time. And how do we make sure that those venues stay inclusive to that huge and growing part of the population? We don't want to alienate them or make them feel like they can't enjoy live music in the same way that their friends do. It's a, that's a great point. Like, um, not just for, you know, like the people who are going to be smoking cannabis instead of drinking. There's a large subset of the population that doesn't drink for a number of reasons, due to health, uh, due to religious reasons, or maybe, you know, whatever. And I've met... Um, a number of people who say, yeah, I'd love to go see your show, but you know, I might, I might hold off until you don't play that particular bar. Cause it's just drunk people everywhere, for example, or, you know, you're playing too late. And when you play too late, there's more drunk people around and there's just more booze. Um, I can say for sure. There's a whole lot of people that'll come out to a whole lot more shows if booze isn't Next up is our, one of our favorite segments, uh, probably our favorite segment of all of the segments. It is Fresh Finds. Fresh Finds. It's where we find uh, fresh music that's been released very recently uh, and send it on into your ears for your listening pleasure. Am I going first? I'm going to go first. You're going to go first. I'm going to go first. Okay. 
Uh, my fresh find for this month is a song called Heart Sparkle by a band named Valois. Now, Valois released, I believe it's their uh, premiere album, uh, last month at Live on Elkin. I was there. It was wonderful. And this song in particular, Heart Sparkle, um, with its fun beats and it's got song, it's got the, like this super stupid catchy chorus that just stayed in my head for weeks afterwards. So I, like, at first I was mad at Valois, but not anymore. Nice work, guys. Um, Valois, here they are. Such a power, leaving sages cold and white, trading her years for their hours. Here I go, the moon is on the screen. Just undressing with my sins. Here I go, I'm the object for your gaze. Judge my everything, but I that was fun it was that was a really fun track told you all right so i'm up next Mm -hmm. um my pick this month i'm actually gonna cheat just a little bit Mm -hmm. it's a track that came out last summer Mm -hmm. um by elijah woods and jamie fine Mm -hmm. who i mentioned at the top of the the top of the program that they just received their first gold record and it's the first gold record in a a bit for ottawa as well so nice work guys it's very cool uh, they met while attending Algonquin College. Elijah Woods was a student in music industry arts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they met, they started recording together, and they recorded this track called Catching Feels, which, I'm going to include in the notes a link to the video, is a super awesome pool party video. Fun. Which I can only assume is set in either, like, Nepean or Barhaven. <laughs> it is very much in the suburbs, but it makes it super relatable because... Cool. Who in Ottawa hasn't ended up at a suburban pool party during the summer? It's true. It's true. They are like the highlight of every summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Barbecues, big backyards, mm-hmm. all getting, your friends. Getting lost when you leave. Totally getting lost. When you leave. <laughs> totally getting lost. <laughs> finding, finding out when you leave that the buses have stopped running already, uh-huh. and you're now stranded. No, you got to call our, our good friend uh, Uber to get you. Or Lyft now. Oh, Lyft. Yes, yes. yes. Uber or Lyft. Mm-hmm. But uh, back in my like my, my party days, I guess uh, there was no such a thing mm-hmm. as Uber or Lyft, so it was walk to the nearest transit way stop. So that's what this song does for you. It reminds you of that long walk, <laughs> <laughs> very long walk after I just had an amazing, amazing, amazing time with some friends at a pool party. Amazing, and uh, and now have to walk for three hours to try to find a transit way stop. So have a listen to Catching Feels. Make me wanna scream, make me wanna stop Seeing other girls that you gotta shine Forget about the girl from the other night Keep 
a number down low, so we never start a fight. I know you're thinking that it's wrong, but it feels right. Yeah, baby, in my world, only for tonight. Cause I'm stuck in the middle of something that I can't seem to change. It started out as nothing, now you're my escape. I'd be lost without your love. feels hopefully you caught some feels or the hottest new Ottawa artists yeah not a continuity person that's fine. clearly that's fine. That's fine. um but uh yeah so before we go we want to tell you about some cool events that are coming up um hope the birth show is the next edition is uh friday april 6th at Bar Robo, and it will feature uh, Love Flow Franco, uh, King Kimbit, um, DJ Ampierre, cool. uh, which is super cool. Um, so for those who aren't familiar with the Hope Vive Show nights, they're put on um, by Love Flow Franco. Uh, and the cool thing that they do is they present Franco-Ontarian music uh, in some spaces that aren't traditionally known as being French venues or French... Uh, music hubs like uh, Bar Robo mm -hmm. or the Rainbow Bistro and so they get the Anglophone and the Francophone music communities mixing together which is great yeah. because we have awesome talent on both sides of the language divide mm -hmm. and uh, and we need to spend some more time jamming out together and dancing together and just getting to know one another. Um, yeah, it's weird how we all live beside each other and work together but you don't see a lot of that collaboration in the art scene. It's true. But, uh, you know, we're all just singing notes, gang. <laughs> yeah. Although, if you're looking for something a little bit, uh, a little bit quieter, maybe not quieter, but a little bit more classical, mm. then Hope We've Shown, uh, the NAC Orchestra is also doing a couple more nights uh, with Brahms, um, and there are some wicked, wicked deals on tickets cool. if you check out their website. Mm -hmm. There's a very special promo for $20 symphony tickets oh. and check out the symphony orchestra um if you've never been it's a it's a great way to dip your toe in that water mm -hmm. um at the end of the month oh mike is having our third agm wow. we're three years old already oh, wow um so that'll be april 30th at the hinsonburg community center with a after agm mixer to follow mm -hmm. And Joel, you have a uh well you know there's you know i think we're still coming out of hibernation but i do want uh, everybody to know all about the commotions playing at Babylon Nightclub on the 20th of April. Um, I actually had these guys as my fresh find uh, in our last episode. Uh, you want to talk bouncy horns, you want to talk get up and dance. Uh, this big band is going to make you feel big feelings. So I, I'm going to be there, uh, and I think you should too. Uh, don't come for me, though. Come for the band. Go for you the band. should really get your tickets online fast, because the last couple of times I've gone to see the commotions 
I haven't been able to get in. Oh. I've been stuck outside and in a line for ages and oh. just no movement because oh, no one no. wants to leave because they're having too much fun. Uh, yeah. So that's a, that's a, that's a good advertisement for the commotions here. We were not paid by the commotions, everybody. <laughs> no, we were not. No. <laughs> Although that'd be nice. Hey, you can send some money our way. Commotions, I'll, I'll give you my email address later on. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, commotions. We, uh, we're not expecting payment. Although, it'd be nice if, if we could scale up the venues that you're playing at so that we can all get in. We can all get in. That'd be cool. Absolutely. That'd be great. Just go book DD Place for your next show. Thank you. I don't even know if that's big enough. There's like <laughs> giant fields. That's true. All of the Breton Flats. Yeah, just book Gatineau Park. We'll go. Yeah, all of Gatineau Park, <laughs> All please. of Gatineau Park. There you go. That would be great. Great now. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's it for this month's episode. Um, we encourage you to check out this month's playlist, Capital mm-hmm. Jazz, mm-hmm. Uh, at lovelocalmusic.ca. You can also learn more about the podcast and the campaign at lovelocalmusic.ca. Uh, I've been Nick Ives Allison and with my co host Joel Elliott. And uh, thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye, guys. Thanks.